Welcome to the Inspiration Accelerator, hosted by Michael Sonberg, founder and CEO of Rebel Culture and Skyrocket Education. Each week, we'll talk to a different, inspiring person in the world of leadership, personal development, career, family, fitness, and beyond. Buckle up for the Inspiration Accelerator. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Inspiration Accelerator. I'm Michael Sonberg here with another amazing guest um, to inspire us, to learn from, and uh, just be an overall kick-ass dude. His name is Justin Weatherholtz, and I'm going to introduce him shortly. But before I do, I'm going to start this episode like I start every episode with something inspiring that I've seen or learned or heard or experienced in the last week since we've been together, uh, since we were together last. So I, uh, I'm i in Philadelphia and I got to Philly the other night and it was cold, it's cold here in the Northeast. Uh, and uh, I decided to walk um, to where I was staying. It's about a mile. And I, uh, I walked a, a little bit of a different route and I wound up walking past um, a bunch of folks who uh, looked like they were on the street, um, blankets and, and pillows and, you know, uh, kind of food. And, and um, you know, one guy had a uh, shopping cart with a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of, uh, I assume his personal items in it. And uh, one guy was walking with a blanket in front of me and uh Right as I, I got up to him, he uh, put the blanket down over a, a subway grate and uh, and and laid down. Uh, because if, if you don't know this, if you don't uh, live in a city or if your city doesn't have this, the subway the subway grates they give off heat from the from the I assume from the trains below and and uh, he was laying on that to to get warm. And uh, the next day. I was at a uh, a retreat. We have quarterly retreats for Skyrocket, Skyrocket Education. And the room that we were in happened to be like sweltering hot. And we tried to get them to fix the heat earlier in the day and they couldn't. And then uh, it just kind of got hotter and hotter. And our team, uh, they're amazing, and they would never complain about something like that. But it was hot, and we were, we were sweating. And I just stood up at one point and said to the team, I shared the story that I had just shared with you all here, and just talked about how uh, just the night before, I, I walked past, you know, probably a, a dozen folks who, well, I don't want to profess to know everything or even anything about somebody just having, you know, seen them for, for 10 seconds or 20 seconds, I imagine at least some of those folks would have given anything to be in a, a warm room like that. And it resonated with the team. And like I said, nobody was complaining and there was no kind of woe was me because it was hot, but it was uncomfortable. But, you know, what a, what a perspective shift, what a mindset shift to say, hey, like um, this situation is not ideal for me right now. It might be somebody else's perfection. And that level of perspective, for me personally, I hope for some of you, if not all of you, is important to have. So uh, that's my lesson of the week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, 
don't don't take I don't like to get preached on here, but don't don't take things for granted uh, because not everybody has the uh, the stuff that you have, even when you're potentially struggling with something. Um, okay, folks, stepping off my soapbox and introducing uh, a guy who is a tattoo artist. He is an event promoter and actually an event creator. And he's going to talk about the event that he's created shortly. He's an artist. He's an illustrator. He's a painter. He's actually a musician who, and this is interesting, he sings, he can play bass, he can play guitar, and he's actually the sickest drummer I've ever met. Um, and he's just an overall amazing dude. Uh, if you know me, you know that I have a lot of tattoos, and he is responsible for many of them. Um, he's also a good friend of mine, somebody I'm proud to call a friend. Uh, his name is Justin Weatherholtz. Justin, thank you so much for being on the Inspiration Accelerator. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for being here. What's going on, Mike? How are you, bud? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm great. Just had a had a nice full day of uh, of working today. I was working on uh, in the tattoo shop today, and a uh, good luck tattoo here in uh, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And uh, it's been a it's been a good day. Uh, so we got to start with this. I, I find it fascinating that somebody can draw. Some well, first of all, I think it's fascinating that people, anybody could draw anything because I can't. <laughs> and and folks should know this is this is actually a good story. Before we get into into Justin, a couple summers ago, we were uh, a bunch of family and friends were hanging out in this park and uh, playing a game of uh, what some folks call bago, what some folks call uh, call cornhole. And yeah. my kids were there, and and some other folks' kids were there, and. In between games, uh, Justin was, he had a, a group of children sitting around him because he was drawing pictures for them. And they were drawing pictures of cats and dogs and people and trees. And they were perfect. They were immaculate. And I was cracking me up. And the kids were loving it. Like, oh, look at this picture that Mr. Justin uh, gave me. Uh, so talk to me about that. How do you, like, when did you know you could draw? And when did you know you could draw well enough that you could be a tattoo artist? Man, well, I mean, I think, I think, well, you know, it's the crawl before you walk thing. Uh, right. I think, first of all, you know, I, I, you know, growing up, I grew up from, I'm from like, a, you know, an hour and change outside of Philly, um, close to like Amish country. And like, I grew up basically in the middle of a field. Um, right. So there wasn't a lot of, I didn't have, I literally didn't have neighbors. I was like surrounded by like farmland. So right. there was a lot of spending for myself, a lot of, uh, you know, I was super into music and I loved comic books. I was into art and drawing, um, you know? So for me, it was just like, oh yeah, I just, I, I can, I had an affinity to draw. And uh, one, of, one of my friends that was the guitar player in my dad's in my dad's band his kids were like one was a musician and one was a really awesome artist like you could draw really well you know as much of an artist as you are when you're when you're young but um um but yeah so i was just we would just draw and just you know just looking at comic books and like making our own comics and just you know you just kind of like it you kept keeps building keeps building and then like you know you i you know he was a teenager and was into like, you know, got into metal and like, I was like, Oh, I'm drawing album covers and like 
discovering mm-hmm. all these illustrators from like that stuff and just like the look of things and just start, everything just starts morphing and changing and you start adding all these uh influences so it's kind of one of those things where like i guess it's just it was just like a, a slow natural process as far as like drawing i was just was just always doing it you know and i saw my, yeah. my dad could draw a little bit too so i would watch him do it so that was like encouraging and uh and that was like always the classes in high school or in, uh, you know i was in, like elementary school that i gravitated to as well and so I knew I was going to be, and you know, like playing music and like everything just kind of overlaps. Like, you know, like the visuals of albums and all that stuff just overlapped with like, you know, cause like my dad's a musician as well. So, and still is and still plays. So there was all this, like, everything was just in a cauldron of just, you know, and youth, you, no one's telling you, you can't really do anything, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, do it all. So that's yeah. kind of, that's how it started for me. Yeah. And by the way, you just said, uh, I think you said the guitar player in my dad's band, which I'm sure there were some people listening that were like, that's cool. Right. <laughs> like there are probably a bunch of people who are like, oh, dude's dad plays in a, this dude, uh, his dad plays in a band, but he, he, I, I got to go a little bit deeper here. Like how do you get things to scale? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm almost, I'm being a little bit uh, coy here. I'm actually an okay, not okay. That, that's overselling it. I, 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 when I was younger, I was able to draw a little bit but I can never get things to scale. Like if I drew a face, the right eye would be 50% bigger than the left eye. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I like I could never, and I could never do shadowing, right? There's something that you understand there. I mean, is it conscious or is it like, no, when I sit down to draw a face, I, this is so internalized yeah, and it's so natural that I don't even have to think about the size of the eyes. It's just going to be, it's just going to be right. Yeah, I'll try not to get into like the minutia of details of like, well, here's how you do the uh, the contours of you know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all that. But I mean, you know, I think yes, there. I think there is a, an element where things click for you, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I can do this thing, and there's a, there, it's coming to me what I believe is kind of fast. Um, but you know, I think it's, it's the, re- the repetition, the practice, the um, and you, you know, just learning form. So I mean, like you know, you asked about like getting it to scale and that's like composition you know it's like when you look at like you step back and like okay this person wants this thing in their arm and you're like kind of like seeing like the size it should be on the arm and you like you know again you know i've been so i've been tattooing for like 23 years so Mm. you and ask people that know how to do it you know i did an apprenticeship there you know people showing you the tricks and all like the little Mm. the the things that kind of get you there you know so but you know i definitely as far as like the illustration drawing side of it, I feel like, you know, a lot of practice doing small, like working small and uh, building it up as time went on, you know, is, take those, take cool those leaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I could imagine. Is it cool to see your artwork on people and are there ever times when somebody approaches you and they're like, Hey man, you, you did my arm or you did my leg or something like that. And it's like a real, it's a real trip. You know, it, Yes. You, you get used to used to everything in life though. Don't you? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, that, and that, that's not to diminish what I do either. You know, I think it's, it's, it, it, it's awesome. I mean, like just inherently it's, it's cool that people want something that you do on them. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, there's like this, like my first thing I was like, when I'm looking at, it, I'm like, is everything okay? Is everything the way I intended it to be? Is everything, you know what I mean? So there's like, that's like my first look is like, is not like, wow, I did this thing and it's, it's on this critical. person forever. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, shit, does everything look okay? Is everything so good? Is it aging, is it aging well? You know, yeah. I think that's like my first thing. And then and then after that, I'm like, okay, cool. It's just like, then I'm like, yeah, this is great. All right, cool. I'm like, you you loving it? And they're like, oh, dude, I love it. I'm like, great. 
cool. Then we're all, you know, I'm happy. Well, and so talk about, you say you can get used to every, uh, anything, but I mean, there's gotta be a level of humility. I mean, our, our, our audience uh, won't probably know this though. Maybe we have some huge tattoo fans listening, but you know, you are, you are known around the world. I mean, you do, you you do guest spots all over the states. You do guest spots all over Europe. You've gotten to travel the world, uh, tattooing people, and um, are are internationally known. Um, do you, how how do you keep a level head? Is there ever a point, if not now, when you were younger, where you're like, I'm the freaking man? Holy cow, this is amazing! Or have you always <laughs> been? Have you always been able to uh, be grounded and say that? well i'm I'm just i'm just really fortunate or um, yeah, whatever it is yeah I, i'm more of the like okay the spotlight's on me don't fuck it up mm, <laughs> you know what i mean mm. uh sorry if uh, i don't think i can swear on here um, no you but, um, swear your fucking <clears throat> brains off it's totally all right, there we go all right good, good, good. <laughs> so but yeah no that was i mean like even i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit here so like i'm fr- i tattooed in pennsylvania for you know seven years before moving to new york but the job i got in new york was you know um someone you and i both know is a guy named mike rubendahl who was like one of my tattoo idols and still is yeah, yeah. Um, in a lot of ways um he's an incredible artist and uh just person in general but like when i got the job it was one of those things where I was just like, I wasn't like, fuck yeah, I'm working at Kings Avenue tattoo now. Like I, I, my dreams have just come true. Everything's going to pop off for me. And yeah. it, you know, it did in a way, but it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, well now the real work begins, you know, yeah, you know, I'm like, I get the opportunity to work with these people to pick their brains, to like watch what they do and just like mm. be, you know, really like stew in the like magic that I was like, absolutely like there for. Yeah, I think that's a good, it's a good message for, for the audience to hear and something that, to be totally honest, is something that I'm, I'm continuing to work on, that the, the attainment of, the, of, of a goal is not the end goal. Uh, it doesn't, that's not when the work stops. It's when the work, uh, in your case and in, in many others, it, it actually begins. Right. Uh, it's something that I'm not actually personally great at. Something big will, will happen for me and I'll be like, woo, like, awesome versus like hey now now put your head down and you know, don't celebrate but but get get right get right into it uh and so yeah. i think it's a good it's a really good perspective to to have where where'd that where'd that come from man i mean you have a level of humility here uh, well, I, and, oh go ahead please well i was gonna, well just to, just to add on that a little bit too i think i think for i think it's really you know one of the things with that is like i feel like that i've learned is there's not whatever you expect it to be it never is you know what i mean so there's there's also like oh this you're gonna work in this place and do this thing and a lot of it a lot of the you know the the things that you think are going to or i I don't even know like that you think are going to be attached to it there it never looks the way that you expect it to and it's kind of one of those things where i'm like i don't know like so i'm just gonna like let things happen and enjoy it because you know a lot of the times you only really get to like experience it in hindsight really <laughs> you try to be yeah. present in the moment honestly obviously but like um you know i i think i was just very much like okay i just need to like be taking it all in now you said you moved from uh moved from central pa to to new york to um you know uh, one of the kind of most well-known tattoo shops in the whole country. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, what's that, what's that move? Like, was there a part of you that's like, no, I'm not, I'm not ready for this. That's the big time. Um, here, you know, here in central PA, I'm a kind of a big fish in a small pond. Do I really want to go to a place where the competition's, uh, stiffer, where there's more judgment? I mean, what was that thought process like, or was it just like, no, man, I'm, well, I've got an opportunity. I'm, I'm taking this right away. Well, there, yeah. Okay. So, so I was in, I had made a pretty good name for myself in Pennsylvania where I'm from. And it's, it was the classic kind of big fish in a small pond kind of situation. And I was like, okay, I'm not getting anything out of this anymore. Like, yeah. I mean that, that some, some people like that. And I was just like, I am as good as I'm going to get here. And I need to be around people who are better than me. It was, it was, I just knew that. And, and, and then there was also like, I was actually going to um, possibly move out West just because I wanted to like, like there's a lot of good tattoo shops out west, like you know, you know, California, Arizona. Because I had friends that lived there, and I was like, you know what, maybe I'll move out there. I'll be in warm weather, and I can work with some different place. I just needed new energy to be around. You know, it was just I just needed something new. Not knocking where I was, it was just like trying to need something new. Now I was getting tattooed by Mike um, Rubendahl, who um, you know owns owns Kings Avenue. At the time, I would come up. I came up for like six sessions on this massive tattoo that I got, and it was one of those things where when I was there, I was always just like, tried to, you know, make a good impression and just be like, you know, just, you know, someone that was like a little older than me, but also whose work again, whose work I admired. It's like a hero of mine. And, yeah. but it was also one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I, re- <clears throat> I really let him know that I was like, you know, I'm really make a move. I'm going to like probably move out West and do some, you know, do something different, make, you know, mm. And he had just opened up the shop at the time. So he was really busy. And then like fast forward a year later, and there was a couple key things that I said during my times with him that he, as I found out later, he was like, you know, when it was time, when it was time for them to like hire someone new, uh, I was, it was right place, right time. And, you know, it was like, uh, it was that combination of, uh, you know, what do they say? What luck is, is, uh, what's, uh, fuck. What's the preparation uh, and opportunity? That's there you go. There you go. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly, it exactly that. And yeah. I was ready to go, you know? So basically I got that offer and it was pretty swift by the time I a swift moved from when I moved to New York then and I had no, it wasn't on my radar really to move to New York, but it certainly happened quickly. Yeah. I think it's, and I, I, I believe I spoke about this in a previous podcast or maybe it's just something, a conversation I have with a friend, but it reminds me your, your situation in, in Pennsylvania reminds me of um, just coaching. I, I, I got where, uh, and coaching that probably many of us have heard, which is like, Hey, if you're the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're the, the wealthiest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. If you're most educated person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, 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 and just this idea of continually pushing ourselves, you know, if we want to be around people who are, who are better than us at, at, at you know, myriad things, right. If we want to, if we want to improve, that's a, that's a unique mindset for people because there's a, a vulnerability that has to be a part of that conversation. I mean, it takes vulnerability. It takes humility to say, Hey, I'm the best thing out here where I currently am. And I'm, I'm renowned and, uh, you know, I'm booked up and I'm, I'm making money to say, I'm going to go to a place where, where very few people know me. Uh, and I am going to be the least experienced one there. 
uh, and uh, and I'm going to be, you know, not the best one there. Right. Um, right. And that that takes that takes courage, man. It was, there's a it feels like there's a um, and this has been a theme on uh, the Inspiration Accelerator uh, up to this point. But there's like a betting on yourself that has yeah. to happen with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things, too, where, you know, I, I and I, you, you know, you ask where certain things come from. And I, I, I don't know. Some, like, I definitely had the thought where when it, before I moved, I was like, I'm going to go do this thing. And if it doesn't work out, I can just move back here. And yeah. there and that that to some people, they look at that as like oh, a loss or like, oh, that'd be embarrassing to or like yeah. whatever, whatever projection they have of that experience or the the quote unquote failing of what that experience might look like, which of course is like immediately stops you doing anything. But I was just like, I don't know. Well, I can come back here, but I'm like, I don't know. It'll take me to something different that I didn't even think about, which I did, you know, any good story, any like, you know, artist, any band, any like artistic person that I gave a shit about or still give a shit about has some version of that story. I'm like, well, I had no one and no one's making it for themselves, but themselves. No one's making it for them, but themselves, you know? And yeah, it was, I was just like, you know, you have to have a little bit of fuck it (laughs) going on because, you know, how else is anything, how else is anything going to happen? I I remember there was this one guy that was one of Joe, one of Joe's clients, Joe's who I work for in Pennsylvania. And he like said, you move to New York. I was like, yeah, he was like, you'll be back. And I was like, (laughs) this fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I remember just being like, and I, I didn't, I didn't even have, I'm not like motivated in that way. I'm not motivated by somebody that's like, you can't do it. Like, I'm just like, yeah. that's, that's not how I operate. It's not how, yeah. you know, but yeah. I, I remember like, I don't know, four or five years later, I came back and like, he, I ended up in the same room with that guy and he's like, Hey, you're doing a good job. And I, I was just like, it's funny that you're saying that. Cause you told me that I'd be back and then I couldn't do it. <laughs> now I'm stuck. I at least did. Right. I didn't, I didn't tell you an asshole. I was just like, that's funny. You said that. Don't forget that you said that, you know, it's but, just like. But that's, uh, that's of course around that guy's own like insecurity and his own, like, man, I I missed 20 opportunities along the way. And I would love if this guy who's a a shooting star, I would love if this shooting star just stays, stays put right where he is, because if he goes off and does it, that's going to be a real, like, that's going to be a real, uh, like kind of like knife in my side that I should have taken 10 different chances along the way and, and didn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just sad and uh, obvious, uh, you know, whatever. Anyways, (laughs) talk to us about, so you have a, a, you started a, a, and this is talk about betting on yourself, man. You started a tattoo festival (laughs) uh, called the Pagoda city tattoo festival, which is back in uh, Pennsylvania, not far from where you grew up. Uh, And I'd love for you to tell people like what it's about and what, what the kind of the reason for starting it, was but i think even more so something you've shared with me over the years that i think would be really important for our audience to hear is like you this thing's a a massive massive success right now but there was a time when you were like i don't know if anyone's gonna show up for this thing yeah uh and so talk (laughs) to us i know i just asked you seven questions at once which is terrible interviewing strategy but talk to us about like what is pagoda city why just start it and then go into like the what was the fear that nobody was going to show up so for your listeners that have never been to a tattoo convention, essentially it is a, it's an event space where tattooers from around the country and around the world all basically come together at this one space. We advertise so that way, like 
people that are tattoo collectors or even like people inside of like a specific, you know, whatever radius, you like, Oh, this is convention. I'm, I'm interested in getting a tattoo. Um, this is a great place to like have all of these amazing artists from all over with all these different styles that you can come and like see and, uh, potentially get tattooed by on, on, you know, during the, the Friday, Saturday and Sunday when the convention is happening. So, and, and, you know, these happen all over the world. You know, I've, I've made some of my best friends like that I've known for, you know, over a decade now and just the most creative, interesting, uh, just, you know, there's a, a real community there. I'm sure like not unlike what you have going on, um, it, it, with, with yours and, you know, it exists in some version for everybody, but, yeah, yeah. um, so essentially there used to be a convention in Pennsylvania. So Joe Johns, the guy who taught me how to tattoo, I did my apprenticeship under, basically came to me and was like, Hey, what do you think about, and at this point I had been living in, living in New York for about five years. And, um, he's like, what do you think about coming back and doing a convention, bringing a convention back to the, to the area? And I'm like, Oh man. And I've been someone in the past. that's always like been the guy to book the shows and like organize the, the, in the bands that I've been in. And like, I really, I, I get a lot out of bringing people together and creating an event. So, but never, never anything to this extent. So, long story short, I was, you know, we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And I'm like, all right. And we had took meetings with this hotel and long story short, I was like, all right, we're pulling the trigger and let's just figure it out. People figure it out. So here we go. So yeah, it was, and the thing with betting on yourself, you're also like in this situation, you're asking, you know, now we have like about 200 different artists come to the convention and you're asking all these people to leave their cities spend all this money to fly travel get hotel rooms do all that to come do this thing now granted you're trying to like make this experience great for them and because it's very much also like a, a cultural you know experience for tattooing you know like that's which i know you fully understand because like creating the culture and like doing something positive for your community and in this case my tattoo community yes. so um but that man, talk about the pressure being on because it's just like, hey, uh, I'm going to do this thing in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Want to come? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not, you know, the 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 appeal in this wasn't, hey, this is in this awesome city, like you're in New York, London, you know, Philly, or you know, all these cities that have these things to offer. It's like, no, this is about being in this space. We're all going to be here. There's nowhere else to go. There's not a ton of shit to see, and we're all just going to be here. And that, you know, you flip it on its head and it's turns into something different, but you, you have to have, it's like a, I love this quote vision over visibility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I was kind of working with that and uh, Joe and I were, I should say, because we are 50, 50 on that. And, um, you know, I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to bring to the table. I've done a lot of shows. I know it works. I know it doesn't. And, uh, just kind of like, all right, here we go. Fuck it. Like I said, you have some fuck it in you. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. fuck it. Let's, let's give this thing a shot. And we, you know, and then the, again, even with that, the motivation, not, not different than not much different than when I worked at, started working at Kings Avenue. I was just like, okay, the, the spotlight's on me. And once again, the spotlight was on me is like, don't fuck it up, work hard, make it really worth this people wild We're worth these people's while to come not only the artists but the people coming to get tattooed you know yeah no um th there's uh, you know i get asked a lot like what's the most what's the most valuable trait for a, a great leader to have and um or most important trait and certainly uh that folks need to be smart and they need to be caring and they need to have a vision uh 
I have found that the greatest leaders that I've ever met and worked with and worked alongside of have been willing to fail, not that they want to fail, but they are willing to fail. They are willing to look foolish. They are willing to get their their teeth kicked in uh, in service of something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you are really in a lot of ways living proof of that because let's be honest, man, if that thing goes badly, I mean, the, the New York city tattoo convention and for folks who are listening, who don't, who don't know about this world and who aren't plugged into this world, which is of course, it's fine. Like, like the New York city tattoo convention is a big deal, right? I'm like, I'm in Philadelphia right now. And the convention happens about, about, you know, four blocks from where I am. And it's a big effing deal. I mean, they are promoting this thing for months and thousands and thousands of people come. You're You're talking about the Philly convention you said, right? Philly, yeah. I started with oh, New York, and then I and then I, I went to Philly. Yeah, the Philly one is massive. Yes, massive, right? It's at the convention center here. It's it's huge. Um, you invite you invite a few thousand people to to as you said the kind of the middle of nowhere Pennsylvania, and people don't show up. That's going to be hugely hugely embarrassing. And you all, uh, you and Joe, were willing to not that you wanted it to, but you were willing or at the very least you understood that that was a possibility and said yes anyway. And to me, you know, whether, whether it was hugely successful or not, and it happens to be hugely successful. Now, what, what year are you all in at this point? This next one will be year eight. And it yeah, would so have been, yeah, it would have been 10. Uh, COVID didn't happen. Right. So, you know, 10 years, if not, not for the pandemic, like, it's hugely successful, but the fact that you all were aware that it it might not have been, and I think that this is a message, and this is a theme on this show, right? We're not telling everybody to go quit their jobs or, you know, go, you know, hike, uh, you know, go go spend four months in like the Himalayas. And although if you do that, that's awesome. Invite me, please. But like, uh, invite <laughs> Justin too. But yeah, I'm interested. You know, there's stuff, yeah, like, like I'm highly interested. Um, but there's something about just saying like, this might not work. Um, and I'm going to try it anyway, because if it does work, the upside here is just going to be huge. I mean, that's like, and that's just, it, that's I, like, I don't believe that that's just in people. Cause I haven't been like that my whole life. I had to almost learn to be like that. If that makes sense. Do you feel like you had to crack something open? Is that a better way to put it? Maybe. Maybe I had to crack something open, but I, I, I just, um, I feel like I, I, uh, and maybe this is it as I'm kind of thinking out loud. I, I feel like I had to, and this can be the next question I'm going to ask you, but I, I feel like I had to get acutely aware of what my passion was and what I was committed to. Uh, and once I was acutely aware of that, and for me, it's, in, you know, in no, in no, uh, particular order, making a difference for people, impacting people's lives, helping people be better, right? Not that people are bad the way they are, but like wherever you are in your progression, like I want to be able to be somebody who makes you better regardless of where you are. I want to impact students. I want to impact children. I want to impact communities. And once um, once I got clear on that, then then maybe that was the cracking open, uh, the cracking of it open as you as you said that that makes me willing to take chances that potentially other people won't and i think that 
it's a it's around potentially folks getting clear on what matters to them. Uh, and when you're clear on what matters to you, you know, I mean, like, you know, you see somebody you love uh, getting tossed around in an eight foot surf, you're going in the water, no matter what, right? Right, um, right. You're probably not going in the water unless you're, you know, a surfer or a phenomenal swimmer. You're, you're probably not going in the water if there's nobody you love in there. Um, and it's almost that type of idea. Like, I'm going to take an insane chance right now because the thing that's, that I'm doing this for is more important than anything I can imagine. Uh, and I'm, I'm willing to die trying on this. And so for, for you, Justin, I mean, we're, we've spent most of our time talking about tattoos, but you also, you, you paint, you draw, you just had a, a book, you just had a book come out called Death at Sea, which I, I highly encourage people to check out. And I'll ask you to say your, your, your social media and, uh, and website at the end of the, at the end of the call. And we'll also put it, in the show notes as well, but I, I, I highly suggest people go check out your book, Death at Sea. It's incredible. I mean, it's like the detail on this thing. I mean, I don't know how a person does this, but you, you, you do it. But like, what is your passion? Is it, is it art? Is it to move people through your art? Is it to get people to think about things differently? Like what is, when you put your head on the pillow at night, what's the thing you're thinking of that? Like, that's my, that's, that's why I was put on this earth. Ooh. Give me the harder question. <laughs> <laughs> you want a hard, you want after this easy one, you want a hard one? Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, what is my, I mean, here's, you know, one, one thing I think for me, you know, when I was, it's all a moving target in a sense, because I, just like when you said, you said my, tar my, my, my passion is helping people, helping them figure out how to help people, helping them figure out how to like help themselves. You know, it's like, it's like not so pinpointed. Like, do, do I love tattoos? Do tattoos and tattooing? Of course. Yes. I absolutely love it. Is it, is it, is it a passion of mine? Yes, it is mine. It is one of my passions for sure. It is also something that I've kind of like built, I built community around. I've built lifestyle around on some level. I've built um, a creative way of thinking around. Um, it informs a lot of my um, cultural. Um, there's there's a lot of different like ways of being like for people that tattoo in different areas and different, you know, areas. You know, like it's there. There's it's multifaceted. So. Yeah. And like doing the convention, doing a convention, you're not, I don't tattoo at the convention. I'm like running a show. It just happens yeah. to be a show where everyone's tattooing at. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. You know what everyone wants, you know, like I know like those elements of it. So, you know, for, for me, um, it really comes down to uh, there's a big element of wanting to connect. There's connection there. I mean, I, for, for me, connecting with, other people and they don't, I don't even care. I don't care if you tattoo. I don't, I don't care what you do. We're going to like find common ground on like something. If you are using your brain on some level, you know what I mean? If you, if you, if you care for um, like, I want to connect with people who care that are like, I mean, it's, a, you know, like talking with clients who, who like, are into whatever they're into like like that connection is a thing for me so um i know i'm being a little vague here i'm sorry i'm like it's it's such a big question so yeah yeah um 
so so my my passion i think at this point is is being feeling artistically i want to i want to be passionate and being engaged in the world in a way that is passionate and is artistic on my terms and that yep. feels feels good in and I, I think that inherently connects with people because that is all about like putting out energy and then you're getting it back from people. Um, and it's, it's not talking about critique. It's there's something that's unspoken that happens when you're doing that. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, and you and I have had conversations about this at, at length, sometimes over, a, uh, sometimes while you've been tattooing me sometimes over, over probably too many beer, uh, too many beers, but Yes, like sir. You, you, you and I both have a um, an affinity for people who are willing to look at traditional narratives and, and, and in some ways give them the middle finger. And sure. for me, that that person doesn't have to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, somebody who's like uh, anti-establishment or somebody who, uh, you know, refuses to kind of like you know, live by society's rules. I mean, I'm, I'm happily married with three kids. I'm, and a dog. I live in the suburbs. I'm, I'm far from, from, you know, uh, what somebody would consider, you know, at least, uh, you know, uh, outwardly uh, rebellious, but I also, um, I follow my passion unwaveringly. Uh, I don't, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't do, there's nothing that I want to do that I don't do. Of course, I consult with my wife, who, by the way, deserves a special place in heaven at the end of hundred years from now, but because she gets who I am and, and what I'm what I'm up to. But you know, you and I have talked about this, and and uh, I can speak on uh, on your behalf and correct me if I'm wrong. Like you, you don't care if somebody is into art or into music or whatever, just somebody who's like willing to challenge conventional wisdom and willing to be a little different. And, and when folks are, we've both lamented this uh, when people are like complaining about their jobs or where they live, or I'm not talking about a, a comment in passing. Like I had a, I had a bad interaction with my boss. That's fine. We've all experienced that. I'm talking about stuff like people who are in this like perpetual state of life is hard. Things are unfair. I don't like this, but I'm not willing to do anything about it. It feels like you have very little time for folks like that. And tons of time for people who are the who are the opposite. That is, I think, as you get older, hopefully, um, I think I've gotten some of this. Um, you know, there's certainly a uh, well that turns into to boundaries of you know you can't give everyone all of your energy, but there's one of those things where you, there's things you can offer. You can plant seeds and walk away, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is sure. what I kind of do in those situations. And whether it sticks or not, at that point, is none of my business. Um, you know, you make you make the comment of, you know, like you live in the suburbs and you have X, Y, and Z, and it's like you can't diminish the fact that you're paying attention to the world and like even this podcast, what you do with your work, what you're what you're do, what you're doing with your platform, with your energy. I mean, all of that, all of that speaks to you trying to move beyond and like paying attention to what's happening in the world around you with other people around you. And you, 
the rebel, you know, to put this so generically, but the rebellious music that we all grew up listening to, like, what are they saying? Yeah. What, what is the spirit of what that, like, like, okay, I'll just use punk rock generically. Like the spirit of what punk rock is, is a pushback on so many things, depending on what you're talking about, you know, class, race, um, you know, gender issues, all these, this is this, we are not new to this. This has been happening for forever and on on some reason but or on on some level by all these different people for their own reasons but you have to i mean it's that's the thing you absorb that and if you it's part of your like menu of who you are and if you and how you apply that is completely up to you and that's what you're doing and i feel like that's what i'm trying to do and you try to do it in a way that like fulfills you and like scratches some sort of like psychic itch to like make give your life some fucking meaning because none of us has to be here (laughs) i mean i mean honestly i mean it's the shit i think about you know like that you know the you know i do a lot of a lot of you know people most people aren't going to be familiar with my work but i have a lot of like reapers and a lot of like death themed uh work and and what i paint what i tattoo um the death at sea book obviously by name has that in there there's a lot of water it's like all water and like death theme but it's like if you know is all this all these like philosophical like ideas around like if you don't pay attention to the fact that you're going to die and that doesn't inform you how to live like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah i uh i said uh, i said <laughs> to somebody okay, in my life yeah no it's it's i said to somebody in my life recently um uh then somebody who's you know probably less uh of uh <laughs> less less deeper thinker less deep a thinker than than you and i are and, and probably most of the people on our show uh listening to our show but i said um like i am i am blown away that there will be a time in the not so distant future when there won't be a person on this planet who's ever met me in person and the person i was saying this to who's in their late 70s was like huh i've never thought about that and to me, it like it blew my mind that how they how didn't, have you not thought about that? <laughs> yeah, they didn't think about that. Like you're like, and and I don't think about it in in necessarily in a in a, in a morbid sense. I don't uh, I don't maybe it is quasi morbid. For me, it's like 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 you got to have impact, man. You've got to you've the stories of you have got to filter their way down through generations, not in an egotistical way, but like I want my great 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 grandson to be like yeah like like michael son like i'm related to him and and like here's the thing he like taught here's the thing he taught my you know my my grandfather my great great grandfather and his great like, and and now i do that too whether it makes its way outside of my family or not and uh it it, it, it it's interesting to me that people don't don't think about it. I wonder if like your, your awareness of your own mortality is part of, was a big part of your motivation to, to make a difference in the world. Well, it, it, it's, it, it's so funny that you're saying that because it like, like there's, so there's some stuff that you're saying there that I'm like, Oh, I don't think that that way about my shit at all, but there's parts mm-hmm. of it that are like, yeah, totally. Like, like I'm, I'm not, I, I, you're maybe in a way speaking of legacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your sure. personal legacy and that part that part of it I almost 
I don't, I, that doesn't connect with me. I, I feel like my legacy is none of my business in the sense that that turns into like what people think of me. And I try to disconnect that part of it. Um, not completely because I think that's kind of impossible if you're like <laughs> paying it, if you're like, yeah. you're like you're part of society and you're like engaging with people or obviously I am. Well, but- Justin, if I can just interject for one second, so I want to make sure my point's clear. Like, and, and I, I welcome and encourage disagreement on the show for me at, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm a teacher and I want to be able to teach. I, I, I and I love my, I love my, my dad to death and you know, no pun intended. We're talking about death, but, you know, and I, I love, I love my mom, you know, my, my mom was just like my rock. She died, you know, 21 years ago at this point. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, they didn't teach me a lot of stuff. Um, and they were, they were fine parents. And I've, I've certainly had my issues with my dad over the years. And um, he can, you know, he can be incredibly unkind at points, but he, he, he's a, he's a good, he's a good human. He has a good heart. I feel like they didn't teach me things. I don't have lessons. I don't have, I don't, I don't have things to like take away to say like, yeah, you know, my dad's, my dad taught me that. Um, And that's what I, that's what I think about when it comes to legacy is this like leaving the people with messages. And, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I, I record every time I travel, I record a video for my kids. We call, I call it dad, dad lessons because they call me dad, dad, when they're, when they're 20 years old, they're probably gonna be dad, dad, that's lame. But like, I call it dad, dad lessons, because that's what they call me. And I put it on this family YouTube page that we have. And uh, I hope that we get to watch these together when they get older. And it's things like, you know, everything from like, be kind to people to, you know, go outside every day to challenge yourself to empty the tank, whatever it is. Um, But I, I, I want to, I, when I when I leave here and, and uh, hopefully in you know 50 or 60 years, um, I want to have left uh, a legacy, not necessarily that people I don't know uh, think X, Y or Z of me, though, that'd be fine. But that the people I do know are like, man, like that dude made a difference for me and that I care about immensely. Yeah. And I think I, I, I absolutely agree. I agree. And I, that resonates with me for sure. Um, I think the, I, I guess the, the point I was trying to like put in place or like get across or it was more of a, like, I'm just doing the things that I think feel good for me that also like benefits my community mm. and, and, um, you know, the, the, I feel like there's almost like there's only so much that I can like, like I said, it goes back to that, like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to do this thing because I feel like it feels right. There's like like intuition is part of that, too. You know what I mean? Where I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I, I try not to like dwell on, on it. Like I really I kind of like get as every, my uh, my moves are all kind of educated guesses. And mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm like, All right. Yeah, this feels good because sometimes I'll walk down like. I only started the podcast years ago and we got pretty far down the road with it. And I was I, at the last second, I was like, I don't know who needs this. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm like, I don't know. It just wasn't something that I, and I've done that with the other projects too. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's happened with other things where even like music where like, Oh, this person wanted to work with an officer. I'm like, I don't know. 
you know, so it's like, it's like listening to intuition too. So anyways, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, I, I hear what you're saying that. I mean, I definitely have like, you know, people, I mean, that's, that's really the engine, right? Because like the people in my community, like for the convention, for instance, I'm like, if I'm doing this thing, like, and by the way, it's like, I'm potentially doing another one in October in Santa Fe with another friend of mine. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm really like diving in on this shit. <laughs> really, really, really. But now you have the, you have almost yeah. the, you have the blueprint in a lot of ways, right? Right. Right. Which I'm really excited to do. That's another thing too, because that's like, I'm doing it with a friend of mine who I love very much. And then a really cool city and just in Santa Fe, New Mexico and like, and all that. But it's like, it is one of those things where I'm like, I want this, I want to be offering something. I want to be bringing something to the table. That's going to like make everyone, everyone's life, hopefully more fulfilled. And like the experience is like a fulfilling one. And like, you know, it's all that. Uh, you spoke about your intuition and, uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here, uh, on this one, but you actually left, you left the place that you moved to New York to tattoo at called Kings Avenue and, uh, went to a, a shop in Brooklyn, you know, about, about 45 minutes away. Not, not crazy, but, uh, talk to us about that decision. I mean, you left like the tattoo shop in New York. Yeah, uh, for somewhere that I at least I'd never heard of before you went there. And I know you, you're working yeah. less, less sure. hours. And uh, talk to us about that decision. Was it was it burnout? Was it I want I want more freedom? Was it like what was the reason why you did that? A lot of moving parts to this. And I think to, you know, for I, I think for those listening too, I think just to to give a little bit more if if you want to apply this and not make it even thinking thinking about the realm of tattooing and just apply this to whatever your job is whatever world you live in you can apply my tattooing and my experience to that to that you know what i mean just so it's a little bit more relatable um but so for me i got asked 15 years ago to work at king's avenue um i was with them for 13 years pandemic happened even before that you know like i i i I work with Mike and he's Mike Rubendahl and him and, and, and Grez also is one of the um, guys who runs the city shop. There's a shop in Long Island and one in, in Manhattan. And, you know, probably like two, three years before that, I was like, Hey, you know, at this point, you know, I'm like, I love being in New York. I love working here, but you know, you get that itch. I've been in the same place for a long time. And yeah, like, I do, yeah. I do travel quite a bit and like, they've been all so awesome. Like working with me for the last couple of years and like, letting me like spread my wings and like experience new things and work with me and all that. But when the pandemic happened, I had a new relationship to my neighborhood and I really fell in love with my neighborhood. And like my, my relationships in the neighborhood really changed. And I'm like, I, I, want to cut out my commute i want to like have more of my own time and just so folks know your neighbor you live in brooklyn new york so like your neighborhood is brooklyn yeah yeah uh yeah and green and greenpoint specific right so and i've been here for you know in almost nine years so but i've always been on like vampire hours where i'd leave at like 11 in the morning and wouldn't get back till like 10 at night and it was just it was just you know a lot and um and it was you know it was some some awesome awesome years you know but uh it was one of those things where so i left this like really amazing situation where like they all they booked everything for me they handled everything there was so much like promotion like all this stuff and like my name was like you know all this work was kind of done for me to be working like i was like could have been booked out for like over a year if i wanted to be i had to kind of like pump the brakes just so i could like travel and do all my other stuff 
So when it hold on, I think this this is an important point. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Like some of the you know uh, Justin and and other folks at his level, if they want to be, because they're so sought after, they can be booked over a year in advance. Right? It's the today's December eighth, twenty twenty two. If Justin wanted to, your next tattoo appointment with him could be in twenty twenty four. Um, and there's a job security in that, that not a lot of people have, right. To, to say that for the next 12, 14, 18 months, um, everything's, everything's meant. And especially in this industry, yeah. Especially in that industry, right. Not everybody, not everybody gets that. Mike, you mentioned could, and, and you, and, and not a lot of others. I mean, and, and this is like a handful of folks. And you, you walked on that. Yeah. I mean, I lived in it for a long time, you know, and I really built up a clientele as well, but it was also one of those things I wanted to, I wanted to, when you're just in that um, situation for so long, it's like, I just needed something different. I didn't, you know, there's so much security that came with working at Kings Avenue and that really stems from Mike's love of the people that he hires and that him and Grez like have hired and worked with. And it, there's so much of that. Like they work. That's the thing too. It's like, those are guys that are lead by example. They work so hard and they're like doing so much like, yeah. And we like, he's, they've done so much that I won't even get into that no other tattoo shop in the world I've ever heard of does for their people. And it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really special place. And there's so much love there that I still, you know, I'm going to the Kings Ave holiday party next week, you know? Oh, <laughs> like wow, I'm still, wow, wow. I'm still wow. like part of the family there, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, I'll go do, like, I'll go work in there on like a, and just to, just to work with them, just to be around them because I, I love them so much. They're just wonderful people. But um, yeah, so like, again, so like I had a new relationship here to, and I, I wanted to change my relationship to tattooing. I didn't want to sit in this one space for hours all day long, working on like one, one client. And then like another client after that, like my relationship to tattooing, I think things that you're passionate about your relationship to it can, and potentially maybe should change over time. Mm-hmm. I think it's just human nature too, you know? So I was like, I want to like move around in the world again. And music, music's been a big part of my world again. That's, that's kind of come, all these things have kind of come back. So like the risk of like, Yes, I'm tattooing less, but like you adjust and you tweak things to kind of like work for you. And I think as you get older, that's something that's like a a learned skill that, you know, like it's going to be okay. And, you know, I have a lot of, I'm myself, like I don't have kids. I don't have my, I I've, I live pretty, um, in a way that, that works for me. (laughs) I think it's probably specific to me and that there's not a lot of people that live in the lifestyle that I do, but like, I I'm almost all on the move all the time, you know? Um, and it works for me, but, um, that's the, one of the things you figure out. That's kind of one of the awesome parts of getting a little older, you know, I'm, I'm 43 by the way. So, I mean, like I've been tattooing for like 23 years and, um, it's, I just, you know, you know, I'm in a fortunate position to, be able to take those risks in the way that I do. I know some people might not be able to do that, but there's your version of it. And that exists for everyone, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's an important point. And certainly we're not, uh, this show is not intended to 
get everybody to quit their jobs and you know to live these uh live a, a bohemian lifestyle not not suggesting that you do that justin but like yeah you know but but uh but uh and so you know this the the worst outcome of this show would be that there's this mass exodus of people leaving the workforce and i want to travel the world and uh but who's going to pay the bills dude and they're like i don't know figure it out right like but I do think that even within that, there's this, like, even if your reality has, you know, potentially more uh, parameters real or imagined than, than, than what you're describing for yourself, Justin, I, I do think, and this is, I hope this message is coming through that, like, we get to define much more of our existence than I, I think some of us realize. Uh, we get to define that much is, more yes. of our reality than, than some of us realize. I'll, I'll I'll give you all a really small example. Like when, when my wife and I first got together, just as, as boyfriend and girlfriend, I'd, I'd go out for a guy's night and um, she'd text me five times and she'd have 10 questions and she'd want to know this. And we very, very shortly into it, I said, Hey, listen, like, I appreciate that. And I love you. And this is amazing. But like, I really want to be able to spend guy time with the guys. And um, I want you to do the same. Uh, and we made an agreement early on that, like, unless it's an emergency, and we also defined what an emergency is, um, but unless it's an emergency, like when I'm out with my buds, like, that's like sacred time. And, and by the way, vice versa. And she was out recently with her girlfriends, and they went to see a, a cover band on Long Island and wound up going to Taco Bell at 2.30 in the morning, which is, yeah. if you're not from Long Island, that's the thing that people do. And you know, I, I was with all three kids all night, which is, by the way, fine. And I freaking love it. But like, you know, dinner and baths and bedtime and put everybody to sleep and watch some TV and fell asleep. She came home like four hours after I was asleep. And for me. And so, like, my, my point is, in a, in a long winded <laughs> way, is that, like, you know, like you get to define those things. Like I have friends who they can't they can't go out to a they can't go out to a bar without you know, having to, having to report home 10 different times. And I'm not saying anything about, about, you know, their relationship necessarily. I'm saying that they might not be thinking about this thing that you're talking about in the way that you're, that you're talking about it, which is like, you actually get to define what your reality is. And, or at the very least, you sure. can at least advocate for defining it and then see what happens on the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that is really, I mean, it's such a personal thing. Um, for everyone and i think the takes a lot of uh self-reflection it takes a lot of i mean like been in therapy for years and that that's you know you invaluable you know like you mm. have to if you're not really taking a good look at yourself on some level or having a little bit of introspective like moments like those all that shit informs like how good your life can be and like how rich it can be. Um, and, and, you know, you just made a great example of like, or, you know, I, how, how you operate because you're like, cause you like communicated to Gina, um, about, Hey, listen, like when I'm out with the boys, this is important to me. That's, that's crucial information that is so small. Yeah. That is so crucial yeah. that some people, that some people just, it just does not, that does not compute. Like, hey, this is really important to me. It's like, oh, how can how can that be important? Because that's when you get to like be a, you get to go. That's it. It just is. You and you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. You know, go do that, and then you. And then here's the thing. 
I get it. You go do your thing too. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. You know, it's like, like that's, that's a, that's a beautiful thing of, it's a very simple, beautiful thing of communication of letting someone know who you are. And if they don't get it, kick rocks. That's harsh, but <laughs> I could not, I, I, you know, I mean it, I mean it though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why yeah. you and Gina are, are who you are. Yeah. And, and, and um, that's my, again, that might be harsh to people, but like, I could not mean that more. I think it's, and, and we'll end here because I've already taken too much of your time and you've been so generous, but I, I, I you know, the, the thing you, the thing I've always gotten from you before, long before we got on this show is that you're just somebody who like is really clear about what they like and what they need. Even if that, even if that's evolving, right? Because I, I hope for all of us, it's evolving. Absolutely. But you just, you feel really comfortable naming it. You feel really comfortable taking action in that direction. You're aware that it won't always work. Um, and that if it sure. doesn't, you can always pivot back uh, for the person listening to this. Who's like, Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a world famous tattoo artist, man. I'm a, I'm a, whatever, like, like, by the way, everything is equal, right? And, there's like, there's no, fucking, yeah. I was going like, in case you haven't noticed, so much of it has nothing to do with any like projection of fame or like knowing yeah. people knowing you, like, this is just yeah. like walking around in the world type shit. Well, this is walking <laughs> around the world. You'd be this exact same person if you had a, a, a radically different job. And that's, that's kind of my point is that like, absolutely. Like you all get to define, like we get to define what matters to us. If you, if you want to go out for a three mile run every, every Saturday morning. Um, and, but you have a, you have a, you have a, a two month old baby at home, like do the extra work on Saturday, like do the extra work on X night or Y night and say like, Hey, this is a thing I'd love to do and, and go make it happen. Right. Or if you, if you, you know, if you're in a job where there's a little bit of downtime and like, like read a book, like, you know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't know if your boss would appreciate that. But like, if you're like, hey, this matters to me, like, like there's an opportunity to just make so much happen, not just in our in our lives in the macro sense, but also in the spaces in between, you know, is, yeah. is it if it's a morning gratitude, if it's doing 10 minutes of like, uh, uh, you know, like meditative breathing throughout the day, like, what's the stuff that you care about? And then and then move in that direction, even if you can't radically shift what you're doing you're paying bills you've got a family that's fine that's great i'm in a similar boat you still get to define your reality in in a, in a way that i think is much deeper than most people understand yeah i mean and as much as you know that's definitely something that it's and it's hard i mean that's that's the whole thing it's hard it's hard to get there i mean i wasn't i didn't wake up and like just like get to that space i mean it takes it takes work it takes like i said introspection and all that stuff and but and i mean that that just speaks to hard work and it's like the hard work always delivers well i justin you've been so generous with your time we are uh i'm just so thankful i know my audience is uh thankful as well where can folks find you on social media website they want to check out death at sea they want to some folks who might not even have tattoos at this point might want to come to Brooklyn and get a tattoo from me. So where can folks find you? Yeah, man. Um, so my website is justinweatherholtz.com. Uh, weather, like spelled like the weather outside. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then H-O-L-T-Z.com. Um, same thing on Instagram. Um, PagodaCityTattooFest.com is uh, the website for the for the, the convention. Um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the main stuff. Uh, all the, um, 
folks yeah, can find it on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, it's and all, all, all the you know for the book. It's all it's all on there as well. So yeah, very cool. Well, Justin, can't thank you enough for coming on, folks. For Justin, everybody at uh, Rebel Culture and Skyrocket, just want to thank you all for being a part of the part of the show. Um, this was the Inspiration Accelerator. Uh, we'll see everybody next week with a brand new guest. And until then, um, be awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks so much. See Thanks, ya. Mike. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. Please look out for a new episode with a new guest every week. This was the Inspiration Accelerator with Michael Sonberg.